hello. Hey, it's Brandon for your midweek episode. Um, I'm doing things a little bit different this time. So I brought a friend with me, um, <laughs> partly because one, um, I really just flew back in from Texas and I didn't do research very well. I mean, I did, <laughs> I did, but, but I brought my friend Brie because I am, um, I've done multiple times. I've been on her show by its cover. There we yes, go. By so, its cover podcast. Been on her show by its cover doing, doing, uh, where you watch a movie. Well, actually we talk about the cover of the movie first, uh-huh. then we go watch the movie without knowing what it is. So, yeah. and, and it's, it's a great fun, fun thing to do. Um, and we've talked before about some of the, the, the crazy things we talk about on rabbit hole. So mm-hmm. Brie was wanted to come on. I'm like, well, yeah, uh, go ahead. We're going to talk a uh, Loch Ness monster. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I invited myself on. <laughs> <laughs> she did. I, she did. I hopped into your DMs and I was like, hey, <laughs> yeah, 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 pretty much. <laughs> Can I get on your show? <laughs> yes. But it, like I said, I've done your show multiple times, um, which is a blast, which yeah. I mean, if none of my listeners, you should have seen posts on my, my Instagram on that one. Um, if, you, if you've never gone on and listened to the show, it's amazing. Just it's so much fun to see what the idea of what the cover of the show is, the mm-hmm. movie is and what you think it is without looking at any trailer, just the cover, yeah. trying to figure out what the movie is. And then you go watch and you're like, yeah, I wasn't even close. <laughs> I, I actually, uh, we, we've talked about it on, on by its cover before that sometimes the ideas that, uh, we come up with are much more interesting than the actual movie ends up being. Yes, they, they uh, normally I do the podcast with my husband, Kevin, who's a stand-up comedian, uh, which is who I know you through. Yes. Um, but he is out of town a lot on the road and I've had you guest star several times, just you yes. and me. <laughs> So you're kind of like my replacement podcast husband. (laughs) It works out. It works out. So it Um, works out. So yeah, because you've got a few shows. You've got By Its Cover. Yep. We've got By Its Cover podcast. And then we also have a Barry couple, which is A space B-A-R-I couple because Kevin and I both had um, bariatric surgery this year. So we're chronicling that journey. Yes, and you guys have done amazing on that. The pictures I keep seeing the the, the pictures of the your progress, and it, it's just it's amazing. You guys have done awesome. I'm proud of Thank both you. of you. Yeah, so. I mean, we still have a ways to go, but it's uh, seeing those pictures in and of itself. Uh, even if you don't watch the podcast, just the stark differences. Uh, it, it's motivational, even to me, because I'm like, oh shit, I have lost weight, haven't I? <laughs> oh you shit, have. I am healthier. Ooh, can you I cuss on this? Yeah, I, I do it all the time. Okay. <laughs> I do it all the time. So anyways, usually when you're on my podcast, um, I say, Brandon, choose the movie. And then you uh, did that to me. You were like, what conspiracy theory do you yeah. want to talk about? And I am actually going to Scotland at the end of the month. And so I was like, can we do the Loch Ness Monster? I know you've do- done a couple other cryptids, but yeah. you were like, yes, let's do Nessie. Yes, I, and it's one I've wanted to do for a while. And I mean, I I, I love cryptids. I, I'm a huge. It's like I was I was checking because I have a book that I got that I randomly bought at a bookstore. That's but it's the U.S. cryptids. Mm-hmm. It doesn't it doesn't have Nessie in there. So I was like, oh dang it, dang it. So, <laughs> and actually, I was upset. It doesn't have the other ones that we're going to talk about besides Nessie. But it, it yeah, just well, had, yeah. the the other one that I did research on is Canadian. So if it mm. was if it was the Americas. Then maybe it would have been in there, but well, champ. Oh, I guess champ is. Yeah. Yeah, that is Canadian. So is Ogopogo. 
Yeah. So, um, anyways, uh, Nessie was, is, uh, a mythical cryptid creature mm-hmm. that, uh, has been spotted on several occasions and depicted on several occasions in Loch Ness, which is a large lake, uh, at towards the top of Scotland. Um, so just for quick facts, um, Loch Ness is 23 miles in length. They gave it in meters as well, (laughs) but I figured I I'm American and I could do the metric system, but miles and feet are going to be my main source here. Oh yeah. Yeah. (laughs) We use the imperial system. It's the U.S. and one random little country. I think yep. that still uses the imperial system. So. <laughs> I do yeah. like the symmetry of the metric system, but yeah. uh, you know that's just not what we grew up with. No, it's not. Uh, so it's 25, 23 miles in length and seven hundred and eighty-eight feet at its deepest point. Yeah. Uh, so to compare that, Lake Chelan, which is I think the third largest lake in the U.S., maybe, maybe something like that. It's a big one in Washington state, right in the middle of Washington state. Um, That is at its lowest point, a deepest point, 14, 1,486 feet deep and 50.5 miles long. Um, And have you ever been on Lake Chelan, Brandon? It's been a long time. But yeah, yeah, I have. So um, I've been on it several times uh, just because. So it's I the have... third deepest. There we go. Lake. Third deepest. Yes. Thank you. Uh, thank you for fact checking me on the fly. Okay. Uh, of course, I didn't write it down. Um, that it, it is easy to see things when you have that far to look. You there know there I mean? is. And then that was one thing that I really noticed as we're looking as we start going through like some of the sightings, mm-hmm. almost every sighting is like 600 yards away, mm-hmm. three quarters of a mile away. Yeah. And like, I've seen a lot of things from that distance that look really weird until you get up on and you're like, oh yeah, that's not, that. that's not what that is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, it's, I mean, it's like when you're in the ocean and mm-hmm. you're looking out at the horizon and the sun meets the sea, like that is it looks like they're touching, but they're obviously not. And so at that distance, I mean, 50 miles, you, there's no way you can see that with your naked eye. No. Imagine trying to discern what you're seeing, even in a lake that's 23 miles in length. So, yeah. So, I mean, it's one of those things too. It's like when I was looking at, I I kept thinking Loch Ness was a lot bigger than it is. I did too. I mean, it's a decent size, but then it's like, once you compare it to a lake I've been to, you know, Chelan and I'm like, well, it's like half the size and half as deep as Chelan. Yeah. Well, in the the other thing, though, I mean, if you think about it, Great Britain wise, it's the largest lake in Great Britain. Uh, yes. So, I mean, where it is, it is extremely big. Um, and I, I think that that's probably uh, helps with the scale and the mythology of it, just because if you're going to visit it and you're like a UK local, that size scale is way different than what what we have here in the yeah. Americas, just because, you know, traveling in the UK from one city to another uh, is, is way different than traveling from like Spokane to Seattle. <laughs> well, yeah, because I mean, the UK is much smaller, you know, 
Yeah. Much smaller. I mean, what UK is the size of. Well, does it even fit in Texas? I don't. That's what I was thinking. Does it even fit in the state of Texas? Yeah. So, uh, I did think it was cool that it is the largest. I'm sorry, not the largest lake. It has the largest volume of lake, of body of water in Great Britain. Um. So, Nessie. She's common. I mean, she's somebody that's just in the cultural zeitgeist. You would have to be living under a rock or a lake to never have heard of her. So a lot of the stuff that I read about when I was researching her, uh, it it was stuff that I knew in the periphery. But this is more I think we're going to go into a little bit more detail I do want to mention that the UK is 242 square kilometers. Okay. 242,000 square kilometers. Okay. Texas is 696,000 square kilometers. So Texas is twice, more than twice. Yeah. Almost three times the size of the UK by itself. So, I mean, that kind of puts it in a comparison when you're talking about the Mm -hmm. lake. Of course, the lake that big is going to seem Oh, for sure. You know, yeah. when you're when you're there, when we're all like, yeah, that's that's like the lake down the street. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. But I'm excited because when I go to Scotland, we actually already have a tour booked to go on a boat on Loch Ness. Nice. And so I'm going to be like, That'll be fun. hey, d- they're going to give facts. And then I'm going to be like, I knew that. And yes. I said it on a podcast. <laughs> yes. And but it's weird. I mean, the whole idea of Nessie is, I mean, really there wasn't a whole lot of sightings. I mean, there was little ones here and there Mm -hmm. and then they really hit big in 1933. Yeah. So I was reading that the first depiction of Nessie uh, that they have found uh, was back in two uh, back done by the Picts. So it's P I C T. Mm -hmm. And uh, they were from Northern Ireland, Scotland area. And they were like stone carvers and artists. And uh, on they found several depictions of a swimming beast uh, carved into stone by them. And that was around 297 AD. I just figured uh, that was the Scottish swimming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What's actually funny is every time we hear the pics, because it's come up in a couple other episodes, yeah. um, you've seen Robin Hood. I was uh, gonna Prince say, of Thames. that's what he calls them. The, the, it's when they come yeah. out. Oh, the picks. So yeah. it's kind of like, oh, yeah, 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 oh, yeah, they, yeah. yeah, Kevin yeah. Costner. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That was uh, the worst Alan Robin Rickman. Hood ever. But yeah, Alan Rickman was amazing in that, but because he was amazing in everything. But yeah, yeah, I miss Alan Rickman. Yes, I do too. <laughs> Aside. Um, okay, so the picks about 380 uh, showed some drawings of that. Mm-hmm. But what really popped off for uh well i wouldn't say this was quite the pop off but there was a saint yeah a saint involved with nessie there was and that that was one when i found that one the, the saint columba i've never heard of saint columba but i'm not catholic yeah. so i'm you know the only saints i know of is saint joseph smith the, the, yeah but we won't talk about him because <laughs> you you, wanna, you research conspiracy theories so that i know you want you want to hear joseph smith there's a five like I think it's an entire month long series oh where we gosh. talk about, about Joseph can... Smith and the Mormons. So I, I yeah. don't know how drunk I'd have to be to, to listen to any of that. <laughs> it's quite interesting. It's, there's a lot of Freemasonry and stuff that people are like, Oh, I never knew about that. Yeah. Yeah. I learned uh, a lot I and I grew of, up Mormon. I know you do. I know you did. Yeah. Um, 
when I think of Freemasons, I always think of National Treasure with Nick Cage. Yeah, I can't watch anything with Nick Nick Cage. I can't stand him. Oh, that's that's the best movie with Nick Cage is the one that he just did where he makes fun of himself. Oh my god, it was because I'm like Pascal. Yes, the um, I'm like it's everything I think of him. Yeah, it was that was a good movie. I did not want to watch it, and we did. And and Kevin was like, "You're gonna watch it with me because I love Pedro Pascal." I'm like, okay, (laughs) it was good. Um, okay, so Saint Columba or uh, also named St. Column, which is much more of a, like an Irish name. So that makes, that one made more sense to me. Uh, In 565 AD, uh, he was apparently at Loch Ness and saw a swimmer get bit by a monster and saw the monster going after another swimmer. And he yelled, go back. (laughs) And it did. Yeah. <laughs> I think they read, read in the book, the, they wrote in the book, he gave the sign of the cross and said, go no further. Oh, yeah, that and, makes more uh, sense. Go that no further. Fancier. Do not touch the man. Go back at once. And then the creature stopped as it had been pulled back with ropes and fled. Well, it probably was pulled back by ropes because probably, you know. it was probably a hoax. <laughs> the Catholics never hoaxed anything. Everything they said <laughs> is true. Uh, did it also bleed from its eyes? Probably. Did it have holes in it? But they couldn't see it because of the water. <laughs> see the bleeding Shouldn't from the he eyes. be able to walk on water? <laughs> no, only one Catholic could do that. Oh, yeah, that's right. And he wasn't even Catholic. He yeah, was I was Jewish. like, he wasn't even Catholic. <laughs> um, okay, so that was like the first written experience yes. of, of Nessie. Obviously, she wasn't called Nessie at that point. No. Um, she was just called a creature at that point. Yeah. I, one of the other things that I noted, uh, in my mind, I always thought, you know, sea monster or sea serpent when I was thinking of Nessie mm-hmm. and that bitch ain't in the sea. She's in a lake. <laughs> She's a lake monster. And that's oh, it. That's kind of the other lake monsters. That's kind of why I went through. And like I, I mentioned champ and Ogopogo yeah. because they're other lake monsters. Yeah. So I just thought that was really funny because in my mind, I always had a, her synonymous with the sea, but even Knowing that, even with that synonymous thought, uh, I still knew she was a lake monster. So why why is that something that we do with her? I think what it a lot of it comes down to is what the, the people depict what she looks like now. Um, but if you really look at like nobody said anything like the way that we depict her now mm-hmm. wasn't really depicted the same way back yeah. then. So yeah, um, that that changed in the 30s. Right. On what so we look 19, at her as. 1933 uh, was the big change mm-hmm. for Loch Ness because it got a road around it, a portion uh, that had never really been cleared and been able to see by the general public. And so people were able to see much more of the lake than they could before. Um, and a couple in April of 1933 uh, were driving the road. And they said that a monster crossed their path and then slipped into the water and a bunch of newspapers picked it up and ran with it. That was the George Spicer, right? Oh, I didn't get a name. Yeah, it was George Spicer. He was the one and his wife. They saw it. Um, That was one that I did find. The one thing that was interesting with him, though, he admitted later that he had watched a movie. Oh, 
the day uh, he was coming back from a movie with his wife. Um, and that movie was King Kong. Oh. And one of the scenes in King Kong, there is a sea monster that looks a lot like a brontosaurus. Oh. That's pretty much exactly what he described. That's interesting. So that was one where it was like that. That one was pretty much they're like, you're pretty much described the monster they show in the King Kong movie in 1933. <laughs> and he's like, well, I was coming home from it. So there's a lot of people that think that basically it was. He saw some, may have saw something and then immediately depicted like, oh, it was this thing like oh, yeah. I saw in the movies, right. you know, because back then, I mean, if you watch the movie now, you're like, that's horrible. Mm-hmm. But back in the 30s, that was amazing. And people, there was people having panic attacks leaving that movie. Mm-hmm. So it's very easy that he could have been like, oh, no. Yeah. yeah. Suggestion. Mind suggestion. Yep. For sure. Uh, yeah. So I was telling my sister that I was going to do this episode with you. And she's like, have you watched Good Omen season two? And I, I said, well, part of it. And she said, there's an episode where they go to Edinburgh and they depict a cartoon Nessie in one of the waterways as he's driving to Edinburgh. And I was like, how crazy is it? How much she's depicted? I mean, just in uh, natural things, uh, it, just in media. And uh, I did think it was funny, though, because Edinburgh is much more south than mm-hmm. Loch Ness. And so clearly just- it would geography wouldn't work that way but it's scotland it's pretty much that's what it's ran into scotland is considered anytime you talk scotland nessie nessie is the first thing you you think kilts and nessie those are the two things that come up yeah kilts and nessie so so uh, i thought that was pretty cool uh so that like i said that got reported in some local newspapers and so then the daily mail decided to send a big game hunter in december of that year well, what's interesting, too, is there's two other stories that pop up um, in 1871 and 1888. Ooh, tell me both those. of those stories didn't actually get recorded mm. until 1934. Ooh. So there's a lot of the people that to think that maybe these were, of course, once in 1933, those stories came up. These other ones popped up. And they're like, oh, hey, yeah, I saw something, too. Yeah. Because you know, I have to be special, too. Yeah. Um, so in October... 1871, uh, there was a D. McKenzie uh, reportedly saw an object resembling a log or an upturned boat that was wriggling and churning up the water, moving slowly at first before disappearing at a faster speed. Mm. So that was the only thing that he said, but he didn't say anything until 34. Um, and then in 1888, there was a Mason Alexander McDonald, or yeah, Mason Alexander McDonald. Um, cited a large stubby-legged animal surfacing from the lock and propelling itself within 50 yards of the shore where McDonald stood. And then he reported that to once the, the same person in 1934. Hmm. And it looked like a salamander. I mean, I kind of understand, though, like how those things come out of the woodwork in the fact yeah. that, you know, back then superstition, well, shit, superstition is still going. I mean, oh, yeah. you have an amazing podcast about, you yeah. know, that and its brethren conspiracy. <laughs> So, yeah. um, but back then, you know, it can be in such small towns, communication, I mean, networking was just neighbor to neighbor. And how do you report that to someone and not become the town crazy? Yeah. And that's it too. But you also get the th- same thing of, it's just, it takes some of the, 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 
it makes it seem suspicious. It does. Because all yeah, of a sudden, one person's like, "Hey, I saw this." Someone's like, "Oh yeah, I want to be part. I want to be popular too." Yeah. I saw it. So it's really tough to like take. You have to take it with a grain of salt, and that's one thing that you know. For us, mainly, what we do on the show is a lot of times we're going to say, "Hey, here's the facts." This is what we know. Mm-hmm. Make your own decisions. Just saying yeah. that, you know, they did both come up with the story, but it did pop up after everybody else's. Yeah. So. Okay. So December 33, the Daily Mail, which is a newspaper in the UK, mm-hmm. uh, pays a big game hunter with the coolest name I have ever heard, Marmaduke Weatherall, to go and find Nessie. <laughs> <laughs> That is just, uh, I can't even imagine what this guy looked like. I should have looked up a picture of him. Uh, so he he goes and searches the lake and he finds large footprints from an animal that he estimates to be about 20 feet long. Yes. So he, he did. Uh, the Daily Mail then, of course, wants confirmation. So they bring in zoologists from the National Natural History Museum to prove whether or not this could be Nessie. And turns out they prove it's a hoax. And they think that the tracks were made by an umbrella stand or something of the like that had a hippopotamus leg attached to it. And there's actually reports that that umbrella stand is still in Marmaduke's family. Interesting. But yeah. so I found a report that they talked about how that, that I think his great grandson said he has possession of that sand. It's interesting, though, because they didn't officially prove that um, Weatherall was part of the hoax. But in my mind, like you got a big game hunter, you got a big hippopotamus foot like did, those aren't just laying around in Scotland. <laughs> They're all over in Scotland. Hippopotamuses are all over Scotland. Who's going to have access to a hippopotamus leg? Like a big game hunter, maybe? (laughs) Well, there's even question on whether he was even really a big game hunter. Well, they they said he was, but um, he was also an actor, screenwriter, producer and film director. Oh, he's he's just good at storytelling. Then that guy. Yeah. So a lot of people think props all the time yeah and people think a lot of it too when he went there it wasn't really to be a big it was to because they knew that if they can get the story up they could get more people to come there there's a lot of people that think the whole idea of of nessie was the scottish government (laughs) just like pushing tourism yeah pretty pushing tourism because that was the 30s is when everything everyone started traveling around the you know the world and all that kind of stuff and and it's like hey let's get people to come to scotland let's tell them there's a big monster in the lake yeah so i it's actually funny because one of the notes that i made was that um scotland has estimated that nessie alone uh brings around 80 million dollars a year in Scotland's economy, economy. Yeah. So, I mean, I could, I could see it. Oh yeah. Well, it's like we said. I mean, when you think Scotland, you think of Nessie, Kilts and Nessie. Yep. And for some people, Outlander <laughs> and time travel. <laughs> that would be Highlander. Just saying. No, Highlander is different than Outlander. Yeah, but Highlander's better. 
Oh, 100% agree. I was only able to make it like two and a half episodes of Outlander. And then I was like, can't do this. (laughs) Connor McLeod of the Clan McLeod. He... And Duncan McLeod of the Clan McLeod. Yeah, I was obsessed with Duncan McLeod. That well, I'm sure I, I remember him. Mm-hmm. I have the I have the entire series on DVD downstairs. Nice, awesome. Uh, next to your horror movies. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, um, Weatherall uh, did that, and then he kind of steps out of the spotlight when it regards to Nessie. Uh, however, well, I think he did partly because it started based once the hoax and they realized it was a hoax and everything else and that it was from a hope, you know, the hippopotamus. He's just kind of like, yeah, I'm out. Yeah, I'm just going to back away slowly. <laughs> yeah. So he does that. And then uh, it kind of sparks a monster frenzy, just despite the fact that it's been proven as a hoax by the Natural History Museum. Uh, there are a bunch of people that are gonna that are coming up to Loch Ness to see if they can find Nessie, get proof mm-hmm. of Nessie. Uh, and so one of those people uh, in 1934 was an English physician, Robert Kenneth Wilson. And he snapped the famous photo, the surgeon's photograph, which I, I guarantee you could picture it in your mind if you have <laughs> the capability to picture in your mind. Uh, What's interesting though, tag- Nessie, it's going to be that picture. He, he wasn't really a surgeon. He was a gynecologist. Well, I mean, back then it was kind of. I mean, I guess it was kind of a surgeon. I mean. Yeah. <laughs> the, what they knew about obstetrics back then yeah. probably could fill, you know, half a notebook. <laughs> yeah, so probably. Cutting was a lot of, could definitely be involved. <laughs> it could be. So. But uh, yes, he he was in obstetrics. Uh, so the surgeon's photograph is the one that we probably all think of with Nessie. It's yep. essentially it's a black and white photo on the lake. And it looks to me when I see it like somebody like a peacock's neck and head poking out of the water. Mm-hmm. And, it's quite interesting. Yeah. And so um, they that, of course, is like the biggest iconic piece of. Nessie evidence, quote unquote. Yes. Uh, but there's a plot twist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So in 1994, it was proven that the surgeon's photograph was a hoax. Yeah. And who orchestrated that hoax, Brandon? Marmaduke. Yeah, that's right. Marmaduke Weatherall orchestrated a hoax a year (laughs) after he did another hoax. Like this, this fool is up in Nessie's business. But he is. But it's one of those things like whether I mean, whether you want to believe Nessie's down there or not. Yeah. He made. Made it famous. Yeah. If it wasn't for him going over there. And the picture, I mean, and mm-hmm. everything else and him doing everything. I mean, most of us would have like been, oh, it's kind of like like the ones I mentioned earlier, Champ yeah. and Ogopogo. Yeah. Unless you research this stuff, you've never heard of those ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But Nessie, we oh, all yeah. know Nessie. Cultural zeitgeist, baby. Yeah. 
We all learned I mean, about her. You know, and there's so many arguments on whether or not Nessie's there. I mean, you can go through all the crazy the theories that, mm-hmm. you know, there's like one of my favorites was the tunnels. Did you catch that one? Oh, I didn't. That there's tunnels underneath like the, the down deep down in the lake that Nessie's able to go into and pop back out into like the ocean. So that's how they, cause a lot of people think she goes up and down the river Well, mm. the river gets so narrow. So like, there's no way she'd fit. Uh, yeah. So shallow and so small and certain there's no way she'd fit, but they, they, there's like, Oh, there's these huge tunnels under there. And it's like, do you not know how water works? <laughs> <laughs> because the one thing, if you not. think about this, Loch Ness is at least 50, I think it's like 50, 50 feet higher than <laughs> the ocean. Yeah. So if there was a, a tunnel going, it would just drain the yeah, net, yeah. drain the lock. Gravity. Gravity. <laughs> I mean, it, yeah. So, I mean, that one's kind of like, um, you know, yeah, there's a few that I've seen. I mean, or it just goes into a portal to a whole nother land where she's I from. Mean, but. I've seen Pacific Rim. It could be possible. That could I mean, be could a documentary. Be. <laughs> And we've talked about the portals before in some of the other episodes when we've talked about the people that live under the earth and all that kind of stuff. And yeah, the, the people that are disappearing in the, the the national parks. Oh, God. See, that kind of stuff just freaks me out. I, oh, those are I am a, I'm, I, what are, what's it called? Oh, well, I'm a worrier in general, but yes, I can, yeah. I can do a worry spiral like nobody's business. Oh, yeah. Um, so uh, I absolutely was tickled when I found out about Marmaduke putting together the surgeon, like the creating the circumstances yeah. for the surgeon's photo. Uh, but apparently he just used like a toy submarine and put like a plastic and wood head of something yeah. on top of the submarine and just kind of like floated it along. <laughs> That's all it took. Yeah. But what blows my mind is nobody found out about it for 60 years. And I think they only found out because someone basically admitted to it. Yeah. One of the one of the other co-conspirators admitted to it on like their deathbed said, oh, hey, by the way, disrespect. <laughs> Marmaduke, you are a legend. He um, is. OK, so there's been a couple of sonar expo- explorations that happened in 1987. I was one. And then in 2003, mm-hmm. uh, they didn't find anything, no. uh, which is not all that surprising. Uh, but no, once again, I mean- she- she could have popped through a portal. I mean, yeah. She could have. yeah. And, and they say that the, the water is like almost, they call it inky. It's yeah. just like, you can't see anything. It's not, the visibility is horrible. Yeah. So, I mean, even sonar, I know doesn't need visibility, but I mean, that's yeah. the thing with cameras. Everyone's like, oh, cameras, they'd be able to, mm-hmm. yeah, but the, the water is just, it, it's not easy to see through everything else, but they've also dredged. Mm-hmm. Loch Ness a couple times now yeah. um, and have found no evidence. So I thought the most interesting thing that I saw when I was researching was that in 2018, researchers actually DNA tested the water of the lake to see if Mm -hmm. they could find any sort of large animal DNA. And the only thing that even came close to it was an eel, which is super tiny compared to uh, what most most people are of the assumption that it's like a plesiosaurus. Yep. Uh, which is, uh, I, it almost looks like a, like if you had a turtle body and then stretch the neck out essentially, or that, I mean, would you explain it any differently than that? I mean, it really is. I mean, it does look like a a turtle's body without the shell. Yeah. Yep. Um, and a long neck. Yes. So, 
that's that's and I'm I'm not sure if I said the um da- dinosaur name wrong right. I was never a it's huge, a plethosaurus, yeah. Yeah. Uh in early Jurassic. So I, I mean the likelihood of one single dinosaur surviving and just chilling in Scotland just seems astronomical. Uh, it, it does. I mean, <laughs> but it's one of those things. I mean, it's the same thing. I mean, in all the other ones that we see, mm-hmm. you know, is kind of, you know, um, we we have the same idea and the, the same picture of what they look like. Mm-hmm. And I was going to say, for anybody who's a Pokemon person, it's what Lapras would look like. I like it. You get to you. Uh, you know how to bring in all types of listeners. Bring in all the nerds. <laughs> but so, yeah, so it, it's very interesting, like you said. But they tried all different ways to prove whether Nessie's there or not. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. but you know, there's some things that the charm of it alone is enough to just enjoy the adventure. Like yes. I know logically after reading all this stuff that there's probably not a Nessie, but there's no way I'm going to go to Loch Ness on the water and not look for her. You know, that is just, that is part of the magic of being human and having sentience is to be able to dream and fantasize about magical things. And I think that's super cool. And honestly, there's no harm in, in enjoying the thought that cryptids could be out there. Like, I fucking would love that there is a unicorn in this universe, you know? <laughs> the unicorn was just a rhino. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Because okay. actually, there, there's, there's proof that you can find that they, the word unicorn is just a bad like interpretation of the word rhino. I, I like the idea of a horse with a horn that's magical better. Yeah, no, but <laughs> just saying. So I'm going to use my human imagination and stick with that. <laughs> there you go. But I mean, so, it is awesome to think about, you know, Nessie possibly existing. Mm-hmm. But I mean, in the weird thing in with Nessie, though, that becomes weird is some of the other ones, you can find another animal mm-hmm. or another fish or another sea creature that lives in those lakes that could have been, yeah, you know, mistaken for this. Mm-hmm. But in Loch Ness, like you said, the only thing is the eel. Yeah. And the eel in Loch Ness isn't that big. Yeah. I mean, it definitely not something that you would be able to. I assume that you would not be able to spot it. Uh, a, perching up from the water and B, 600 plus yards away. Yeah. No. That. That's just a lot to ask. So, like I said, that's what gets me on almost every one. The mm-hmm. only one that's up close is the one where the guy said he watched it walk across, like with a lamb in its mm-hmm. mouth. And you're like, but he's huh. the one, like I said, that <laughs> just left the King Kong movie where they, that's what they show in the movie is yeah. exactly what he describes. He so, is one of those guys that if video games would have been around when he oh, was yeah. a teenager, Probably would have made some bad decisions. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Didn't we all, though? Didn't we all? Yeah. Well, I d- couldn't play video games. I wasn't allowed. Uh-oh. Yeah. You're still not allowed from what I hear, except for <laughs> yeah. your one. I'm not very good at it. No. <laughs> your one game. 
Uh, so do you have anything else to add about Nessie before we kind of, that was really, that was it on Nessie. I mean, you hit all the same points I was looking at with Nessie is, I mean, it's one of those things, like we said, I think it's amazing. It'd be really cool if it was real, but Mm -hmm. at the same time, I'm like, it's yeah. yeah, I know. Yeah. Science, gosh. (laughs) Science gets in the way. There's really no way unless it really is an alien that comes in in portals and comes plays every once in a while (laughs) and messes with the humans. I mean, if I were her, I'd want a portal to Scotland too. (laughs) Well, now if I could come and go in a portal and just pop up occasionally and mess with another species, I would do it every day just because I'm. I know you would. You would totally do that. So uh, the other one that I spent a little bit of time reading about, I actually was not familiar with. Uh, I was telling my mom uh, that I was going to be on your podcast and we were talking yeah. about Loch Ness because uh, about Nessie, because she's actually going with me to Scotland. And she's like, oh, yeah, you mean like Ogopogo? And I'm like, what the fuck is Ogopogo? <laughs> exactly. What is Ogopogo? <laughs> and so Ogopogo is like the equivalency of Nessie, but for Canada mm-hmm. in Okanagan Lake, which is in British Columbia, which is yep. up above Washington State, which is yep. where you're located. Right um, now. And mm-hmm. I used to be located yes. in Washington State. Uh, so it. It's interesting because when I was reading about it, there were a lot of um, references to the lake having um, like Native Canadians Mm -hmm. had a water spirit that they used to sacrifice uh, small farm animals to to appease it. Uh, And sometimes that gets confused with the legends of Ogopogo. Uh, But a different thing. And, uh, and they call um, that one is Nataka, which I'm sure I that. I am so sorry. I'm sure I just did too. So indigenous Canadian listeners, I apologize that we have any listeners we have already know I'm going to destroy any language that I say, even English. Most of the time I can't pronounce it correctly. So, yeah. So, uh, I thought the interesting thing for me was I read um, there was a historian named Mark or Orkin uh, that talked about Ogopogo in 1924 and it received its name, according to him, in a song that he overheard in a music hall uh, and the song. I'm not going to sing it. I'll just read the lyrics. Uh, his mother was an earwig. His father was a whale a little bit of head and hardly any tail and Ogopogo was his name. Hmm. So uh, I thought that that was kind of fun actually. Uh, But he also noted that there were different versions of that same song uh, dating all the way back to 1912 in Vancouver, which is, is very near that area. Yes. Uh, It's only about 84 miles away. So, uh, that was, that was very interesting to me. Uh, in 1991, an in-depth search was conducted of Okanagan Lake and, uh, they did a, um, shoot, not a submarine, but like a deep dive of at the lowest they went was 840 feet and they did not find Ogopogo or any large animal carcasses 
in the depths of the lake. Yeah. No. Which actually, speaking of carcass, that was one thing that I forgot to mention. Um, the Italians do claim that they bombed and killed Nessie during World War II. Just really? Saying. Yes. They, they do claim that they bombed and killed Nessie in World War II. Did they go all the way up to the top of Scotland? Apparently. Interesting. Yeah. No, because that's that's really the only thing that they have any claim to in World War II. But <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, they everyone forgets that the Italians were even involved. <laughs> so those were all my notes that I took. But you said you had another. Yes. Uh, um, the one thing with Ogopogo, too, is I was trying to think Ogopogo wasn't the one that where there, there's a there's a scientific answer of what people are seeing as much. Um, but there are some animals in Lake Okanagan mm-hmm. that they say could be um, possibly um, Ogopogo. I'm just trying to, I had it up here a minute ago. And of course my computer decided <laughs> to be all. I just like the name. I mean, yeah. Ogopogo is super fun to say. Uh, if you're listening to this right now, I want you to say Ogopogo with me. One, two, three. Ogopogo. <laughs> very interesting it is so so there's a lot of them oh, i was trying to see what it, there was something i had that said what it could be what other animals were in mm. you know like how the eels were close to yes well not close to a plesiosaur but, but. not really because i mean the eels aren't big enough not um even. the other one is is champ who's in lake champlain um mm. which makes sense i mean yeah that is a, <laughs> I do like that. Ogo. well, I guess Okanagan has Ogo. Well, what's weird too is, I mean, I, I didn't even realize that Lake Okanagan is actually in Canada because there's an Okanagan in Washington. Right. So I just sure. figured it was like Okanagan was in Washington, but, but then I knew I, I never, for whatever reason, my brain just never clicked that Ogopogo was like Okanagan. It's just, yeah. Yeah, they even like, yeah, there's tales of him. There was once even a $1 million reward if you could prove oh. that Ogopogo lived. Well, and oh. that was the interesting thing about Ogopogo uh, is that there's actually more definitive proof that Ogopogo could have existed than mm-hmm. Nessie. But Nessie, I, she's she's got the social media campaign uh, rock yes. star for her because, I, like I said, we've known about her for as long as I can remember and Ogopogo, I just learned about last night. <laughs> so somebody, yeah, it, uh, somebody in Scotland needs to be talking to somebody in Vancouver or British Columbia. And, they say, do. Hey, well, you and it's one of those things, like I said, with, uh, you know, Ogopogo, you know, they, they stole like the idea of what it was, mm-hmm. but then it became its own thing. Mm-hmm. So it is stepped away from the spirit, you know, of what that was and become Ogopogo itself. Mm-hmm. But it's definitely, it's really weird finding you, but you can find stuff from the native, you know, uh, the native tribes up there mm-hmm. that they, it's not something new. It's not something that just popped up in the twenties. Right. They have documentation of it, of something in that lake besides just that water spirit. So, which is interesting. The other one, like I said, is Champ, though. Champ is one. That's Lake Champlain. Uh-huh. And that is, I just, I keep bouncing through my, what I'm <laughs> looking at here. 
what can There's I talk Champ. about? There we go. <laughs> Champ, the Lake Champlain monster. So, um, so Champ is in the air. Lake Champlain is in the air. Adirondacks. Adirondacks. Okay. Yeah, so it's the Adirondacks largest lake. Um, so that's near nearish me now because yeah. I'm in Indy. Yep. So it provides perfect playground for boating, fishing, water sports, and lake monsters. So, um, so this is another one that indigenous people have long mm-hmm. lived and hunted near Lake Champlain. The Abenaki and the Iroquois, Iroquois have their own legends about a large creature inhabiting the lake. So this is another one that goes way back. Mm-hmm. Where Nessie had like one, or, like one or two mentions, like mm-hmm. way back, like the Picts mentioned it. But in yeah. the same side of that, we don't have a lot of the Picts, kind of like the Druids. Mm-hmm. We don't know a lot about them because history is written by the winners right. and the picks and the druids were wiped out. So yeah. we really don't have a lot of their history. So there could be a lot more, you know, that the picks had said makes me about so them. sad when you say stuff like that. But it's the truth. I mean, it's <laughs> I one know. of those, it sucks <laughs> to say it, but it's true um, <laughs> that they were, they were wiped out and we don't know. There could be like, they could have had this huge history of a, a massive creature in the lake. Yeah that we just never saw yeah. but you know we they did find some drawings from the pics that did depict it so yeah so yeah so they, this goes way back where they talked about it um they talked about a, a large creature um which looked like a large horned serpent or a giant snake mm. so the abenaki term for this creature is gittiskog Early in the 18th century, abenakis warned french explorers about disturbing the waters of the lake so as not to disturb the serpent Samuel D. Champlain, whom the lake is named after, yep. is often erroneously credited with being the first European to sight champ. But readings of his accounts show that he saw something near St. Lawrence River. Never saw champ. So, yeah. but it's one of those things with champ, what a lot of people, this is one where a lot of people think that they know what people are seeing. Mm. And they think what it is, it's the gar. The garfish. Oh, I don't the know. Garfish. Um if you ever get a chance, look it up. The alligator okay. gar. How do you spell yeah, it? Uh, G-A-R. Okay. Just garfish. G-A-R fish. Oh, so, that's weird looking. Yes. They're like eight feet. They can be eight feet long. Um, the biggest one on record is the alligator gar at eight and a half feet. Um, and over 300 pounds. And they got a big old, you know, snout with razor sharp teeth. And this is one that a lot of people think that they might have even been bigger back then. Wow. And that's what people are seeing, either that or sturgeon. So oh, they okay. have lake sturgeon there too, which sturgeon can get really big, especially yeah. in certain places. Um, especially like places where there's dams now. They mm-hmm. get behind the dam and they get lots of food and they huge. <laughs> you know, and that's one thing they think this is just fish that they're seeing. Interesting. I think it's yeah. just the, the the alligator gar or whatever. I mean, there could have been something more. I mean, this was another one where they did depict it as something that looked a lot like plesiosaur. Mm-hmm. So but you know who knows what they're really seeing in that water yeah but, well in to me and correct me and this is this is an opinion only not fact uh i all, almost sometimes think of large bodies of water like you do with the desert like the mirages that can yes. be created at a distance mm-hmm. that kind of thing very much so and i mean it's one of those things for me like doing um triathlons and stuff like that and swimming mm-hmm. a lot of people don't know this i uh, i'm terrified of something water i can't see into yeah that's valid <laughs> so when i'm going you know swimming and i get deep water where i can't see mm. 
all the way down, I start having like mentally, I start having panic attacks. That's my hardest part for me to get past in the swimming is my breathing. Because the second I start like panicking, mm -hmm. I start having breathing issues. But then I say that in the last triathlon I did was so close to the, the, the shore times I could have walked, but <laughs> it doesn't matter. But Fear the problem was non-negotiable. <laughs> the plant life was tall mm -hmm. enough that it was, I could, it was touching. Oh, gross. Ew. Yeah, see, there you go. So, so, but for me, if I can't see into the water, it's like, you know, I've done the Spartan races and everyone always laughed. Mm -hmm. The hardest obstacle for me was the dunk wall because the mm -hmm. water was so murky and nasty. I couldn't see into it to know what I'm putting my, my, my face into. And that's the same thing. And I think it's because of stuff like this. Mm -hmm. And then you have those thoughts as you're in the water of what's under the water. Well, and I mean, let's be honest, you're a big horror movie fan. Oh, yeah. I know what's many, in that water. How many horror movies have bodies tied down in lakes and shit? Yeah. I mean, I am I'm with you. That is a valid, logical fear in my mind. Yeah. Well, and I can't remember which one it is, but there is a lake, a crystal lake uh -huh. <laughs> somewhere in the Midwest where they did like take a took a dummy of Jason Voorhees and sunk him to the bottom of the lake. I hate that so much. So if you're like swimming or doing whatever and the water's clear mm -mm. enough that you can see them. Mm -mm. Yeah. It's it's like the um when they create re reservoirs and stuff and they just go over the old towns and stuff. Yep. That freaks me out. Yeah. <laughs> I know like, this is a conspiracy ooh. theory podcast, sort of, but uh we are now talking about fears. <laughs> Why well, hey, that's that's what a lot of this is. And I found that on a lot of the conspiracy theories that we go down, a lot of times when you go back, you find it's people's fears and they're seeing things that are based off what their own fears are. Yeah. It's like we mentioned the guy in the very beginning. Godzilla. Right after King you, Kong. yeah, right after you saw God's uh, yeah, King Kong. And he saw the monster, the water monster, and literally on his way home, sees one. Yeah. So it's, we, we get our fears in that, you know, what's in the dark, what's in the lake, you know, what's in all that. And, you know, and it's one of those things that you see in the weirdest places. Mm -hmm. Like one of the biggest fears for me, it cracked me up. I went to go do one of my triathlons and the day before we watched Lilo and Stitch. Uh huh. And there's a scene in Lilo and Stitch where Jamba comes up from under the water and grabs him. Mm -mm. And uh, it was like the next day I'm doing the triathlon and all I keep looking for is like, when's drama going to come out of this thing and grab me, you know, and that this they cartoon think, character yes. is going to jump universes yes, and pull and me, me under. But, and I mean, that's what, that irrational fear, Absolutely. but it is rational. We've, it's been beat into our brains for years. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what a lot of it is too, is I think people, now that you've been told there mm -hmm. is this on the lake, it is in the lake. And then they just see the mirages. Mm -hmm. Like you said, I mean, when it's that far crossed, yeah. I mean, how many times, you don't know how many times I've been out running in the woods and hiking in the woods and I see something and I'm like, oh, what the hell is that? <laughs> and then you come walking up and you're like, oh, it's just two branches, the way they're yeah. sitting it. <laughs> I, uh, I get, we have a trail that we go walking on here and the other day I was walking by myself and it was, it was dusk. It was kind of, it was still light enough out that I felt safe on the, on the walking path, but there was a big like leaf pile that I swear to heavens was some sort of small, not like, like bigger than a bunny animal. And I'm going, should I keep walking towards it? And sure as shit, when I got up there, it was just a leaf. Yeah. <laughs> and it happens. It's like one of the things that got me was, uh, I did the, you know, the events that are the crazy events that I do. And I did the one that's goes throughout the night. And uh -huh. you run for 24 hours and you're out in the middle of the woods 
pitch black. Uh-uh. And I'm out there and I have my headlamp and everything and I'm going to trud- trudge into the woods and you start hearing things. Dude, that is And then is you're like- turning with the headlamp like, what's out here? I, I swear I was going to film a whole like Blair Witch Project thing of like, you know, but We're I couldn't branding. get the snot to come out my nose. <laughs> but I mean, it's one of those like, you know, you're out there in the middle of the woods and I think it's the same thing with the water. You're out there in the middle of the water. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. most of these cases, the people are by themselves or it's them and their wife. Yep. Yep. You know, somebody and... that's used to like corroborating yes. your existence. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, you've yeah. done it. You're going to agree to something that, you know, Kevin says, you're like, I don't really, I don't know yeah. what he's talking about, but, <laughs> sure, but I don't want to be that wife. Yeah. Uh-huh, okay. Sure. Yeah. I saw it, <laughs> you know, but I mean, and it's one of those that, and like I said, it's from a distance. It's like one of them where like a, one of the ladies I was reading a, a thing, she said, like I said, 600 yards away. Mm-hmm. She saw it and she saw something thrashing in the water and it looked like a, something moving. And the husband's like, yeah, I saw water splashing. Yeah. Okay. Fish jumping. Yeah. Has anybody ever seen a fish jump? <laughs> yeah. And I mean, there, there's all these, you know, stories and you're just like, yeah, but it's always from a distance, which I mean, I guess if it's a, yeah. it's a lake monster, maybe Although, it's going to keep its distance. Have you, have you had the opportunity yet to talk about the fact that aliens were confirmed recently by the U S government? No, I haven't done that one yet. Well, I need to go deeper into that one. (laughs) They were. (laughs) I need to go deeper into that one. That is going to be one that is going to come up soon. We're going to have to talk about that. But and it sounds bad to say this. And here's my conspiracy brain. If the government's suddenly saying, hey, aliens are going on. What are they doing with the other hand that they don't want me to see? Yes, yes, exactly. That was my first thought. I was like, "Okay, well, you're telling us about aliens now. Are you, what are you distracting us from? Yeah. What are you distracting me from? <laughs> are you what are you doing? To, like makes, make us not pay attention to the SAG and uh, WGA writer strike yeah. because that's going to be interesting too. <laughs> or the cocaine at the white house. Or I mean, something, I mean, what, what are you trying to get me to not look at? Yeah. I'm like, I still want to see, did, I don't, well, I'll let you do your alien stuff on your podcast, but oh, yeah. I, I am very, uh, I'm very intrigued by that. I want to go farther in it because all the listeners know I am the one on the the podcast between me and uh, Big D. I am I am the one, which I'm so surprised because I'm going to mention it now is I haven't mentioned the lizard people, or the, the new lizard order. So because some of my listeners keep telling me I need to stop talking about it. But but that could be what Nessie is. Maybe it's just the new lizard order going for a swim. Yeah. I mean, you never know. Anybody that's seen Doctor Who knows that those lizard people can uh, get yeah. shit done. They can. <laughs> They can. Oh, man. Well, this was a delight. I had a such blast. a great time. So where can where can the listeners find you? Yes. So uh, I co-host two podcasts. Uh, mentioned them both earlier. You can find us uh, primarily on Instagram and TikTok. Uh, one is at by its cover pod. And the other is at a berry couple, A-B-A-R-I and then couple. Uh, My Instagram, I've been, well, the Barry couple, a Barry couple Instagram. uh, I've been going live every night when I've been, well, every night that I've been exercising. Uh, It's following our weight loss journey and our bariatric surgery journey. And we're having a great time doing it. And like Brandon said earlier, by its cover podcast is a movie review podcast with a twist. And he has guest starred several times. So uh, I'm sure you will again in the future. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. 
I'm, I'm available whenever. I love doing it. It's a blast. <laughs> so, and for those those listeners that don't know, if you want to find us, I mean, thank you to everyone that's listening. Thank you to uh, Fringe Radio Network for for keeping us on there all the time. Um, you can email us at down the rh at protonmail.com and you can find me on Instagram at Mr. Underscore B underscore six six six. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you, Bree, for coming on. This was fun. This was a fun way to do this. I, I haven't done one. Normally it's just me talking into the microphone. So yeah. I thought this would be a nice break from everybody for everybody. <laughs> um and for those listeners that are are waiting for it, um, the next two installments and finishing out the manifesto, um, I, I'm gonna drop those as bonus episodes. So I'll be doing those mm-hmm. hopefully over the next couple of days. I got some homework I could get it done for school. Because somebody stupid decided to add more to my plate and go back to school. <laughs> so I'm um, got a couple of things for that. And as soon as I'm done with that, I'm going to sit down and just record probably two episodes. They might be a little bit longer than some of the other ones, but I'm going to try and cram it all into two episodes and just get it done. So you guys can hear the rest of the manifesto. All right. Thanks for having me, Brandon. Oh, anytime. Thank you for being here.